0: welcome to Syntalk. The Syntalkers around the table today discuss the closed and open systems. We'll think about systems in a general sense and what it means to be open or closed. Are there deep underlying connections between say the quantum and classical worlds? What do notions of openness have to do with the notion of infinity? What does scaling do? Are closed systems always idealizations? Or are all systems conceptual? Therefore, is nature approximate and always partially open? Can there be phase transitions in closed systems? Are all adaptive systems similar in a formal sense? Is the world one system? Can we find truly closed systems? And can we prove whether the world is open or closed? We are pleased and privileged to have recent talkers with us here today. Dr. Onirban Mukherjee, He teaches philosophy at North Bengal University and is interested in the very pursuit and culture of philosophy. Dr. Shaunak Sen, he teaches in the Department of Electrical Engineering at IIT Delhi. His interests are in control systems and dynamical systems. And Professor K.B. Sinha, he started as a physicist and then became a mathematician. He works in operator theory, non-commutative geometry and stochastic processes. He is now with JNCASR asr in Bangalore. So Kalyan, why don't we start with you um, and let's try to see whether we can get the big question out of the way um, in a general way um, and let's start at the level of your intuition. What is your intuition? Is the world closed? or open, or both, they're closed systems within the large open world, they're open systems within a large closed world. What is it like, in a general way? And in a, this is for the world with a capital W.
1: Well, by world, if you mean the universe, yeah, then it is uh, different. At present, I don't know exactly what is the latest theory, but it is perceived to be Closed in a certain sense because that is the easiest thing to perceive. In absolutely infinitely open system is not that easy to perceive. Though
0: and when you say closed, you mean it has edges? It has it has an edge? No, it has an closed outer edge. I
1: don't mean edges necessarily but what I mean is that it is not a part of a subsystem, part sure. of a system. Hmm. Okay, It is itself a system.
0: It is not in an environment. Right.
1: Everything you have taken into account. Right in an abstract way of saying. Uh, Because by the word universe itself, uh, I think it would probably almost imply that is there something outside it? And if so, what is that? How do I describe it or how do I try to understand it if there is something outside the universe? And if there is something, then why not I extend the concept of universe to include that something outside and make it inside and call the whole thing universe? So, that philosophical question is always there when you say something is closed or open, whether something is the universe. The word universe sort of itself has a primitive meaning uh, to which you are prejudicial to some extent, and because you want to include everything. Everything there is. There is, or there could possibly be. And uh, so, probably, one should, when one says universe, one cannot really. Perceive anything outside it. If there is nothing outside it, then in that, in a sort of vague philosophical way of speaking, not in as a physicist, it could be considered closed. But physicists have more precise definition of what is closed and what is not closed. What is that? Well, they look at it on a smaller scale. For example, this room. This room, we at a certain level of perception is closed. If you do not want to, if you ignore certain things, like the walls are actually interacting with the outside world and then fact that it is it is actually, we have to keep this room air conditioned so as to keep the temperature at a certain level, that means this room is actually getting heated up. How is the room getting heated up? Because there is an outside world which is actually interacting with it through the wall and thereby it is hitting it up. That's why you have to run the air conditioner continuously. But, therefore, it is not entirely closed. But approximately closed to a certain degree of approximation. And,
0: you know, to the physicist in you, which, you know, at least in a somewhat technical sense you see as being a while ago, but in some senses you always are one. Um, is there something fundamental about temperature itself? About the very fact that there are many different bodies in the world and there are multi-body systems in many ways and there are ways in which, you know, particles and bodies interact with each other. Um, I know you made a reference to air conditioning and temperature in 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 an illustrative sense. If it's that, it's fine. But is there something deeper or or fundamental about it?
1: Well, temperature, as physicists about more than 100 years back, tried to uh, visualize it or explain it is that it is it is not something you can, it is a quality of a body which you cannot ascribe if it is an individual body. It has to be in interaction or in some kind of a collective existence with other similar bodies.
0: So it's a system variable. It is a system
1: variable or it is, as the physicists call it, it is it, an extensive variable or a bulk variable. Right. right. It is not like a position or momentum of a particle mm-hmm. Uh, it's not this, like mass it is not like mass hmm. it is not like position or velocity but it's a little bit like volume it is a bit like volume volume is also extensive mm-hmm. okay and but it is a it is a little bit different kind of extensive quantity volume for example I can double the volume of this room that won't change the temperature necessarily okay sure. so temperature will remain invariant with respect to the scale uh, scaling up but volume of course in, will increase okay Though volume of a single uh, particle doesn't make sense, okay, because it has no extent in in space, it is a point. So volume of a single particle, ideally, ideally, doesn't make any sense. But volume of a room, volume of a collection of bodies, these make sense. So it is a it is a it is a collective quality.
0: And the moment one says things like volume you kind of imply that there are edges and walls and boundaries
1: no but then you are you see you are looking at volume it is that's uh, you know it is like a gas like this room we have we have air air is a gas and it is contained inside this box that defines the volume of the gas by the vessel in which it finds itself right but if i would think instead put all this air in a balloon So that will be a different volume, but the same gas. Yeah, but different density as well. Density will change and a few other things will change also. So volume is not something fixed because it is, uh, you can can change it of the same body. Volume I can change. Volume is described by the container or vessel in which you find uh, the fluid itself. Sure, sure.
0: No, I think we're beginning to hit upon a few things and we'll come to the distinctions and the collisions between the quantum and the classical worlds and we'll get to that in a brief while but Nirvan if we jump to you for a quick while what is the philosopher in you itching to say about again this closed and open business Right, what is a system and what does it mean to be open and closed presumably there's something fundamental about interactions in some sense but what is it for you how can one think about it
2: so if we start thinking about a system we have to think in terms of the elements that make up that system and uh, You mean there are
0: components? There are
2: components us. or whatever, you know, atoms or whatever that make up that system. And uh, like if we think of the entire universe or everything that there can be as making up one system and which is closed because we have included everything in it. But if uh, it's difficult in a sense because to understand a system or a closed or an open system, we need to, especially a closed system, we need to have an exact idea regarding the components and what their properties are and how they react to each other uh, in order to have a grasp of the closed system. So if you are just talking in terms of everything as being uh, included in a closed system, you're actually moving towards an open system because uh, the system is open to our further investigation and our further knowledge about the components of that system and the Properties that might be, uh, you know, linked to each of the components and how they relate to each other. So this is like, uh, the this idea of closed system itself is very open because we have not kind of uh, determined uh, the components and their natures and their interactions.
0: And, you know, one is to think of this question in the in the context of, you know, the capital W world and the capital U universe and so on. But in a toy case, it must be, right? It should be possible to say that, you know, this is a closed system or at least you, you, you know what you're trying to yeah, yeah. approximate as one. Yeah, at so a there, level there, like that, are you are, okay? Yeah, there are two
2: ways in which we can think of closed systems. One is like a hypothetical axiomatic system where we have already kind of, we have designed that system to be closed. We see it as closed.
0: We see it as closed. So it's see, an
2: idealization. Yeah, yeah idealization. Uh, it's a conceptualized system. And we have given or understand at least uh, specific components as having specific
0: properties and
2: specific role in that system.
0: Uh, And when you say that, do you mean that there are sub components that we've decided to turn a blind eye to or we haven't fully examined
2: yeah we have we not fully examined we don't know enough of uh, so there are like even there is like a the world out there that we are trying to understand and there is a conceptual repertoire that we have in terms of which we understand the world so all theories about the world from physics or philosophy or chemistry or any kind of discipline are actually conceptualization uh, of our experience of the world and uh, in, in that conceptual kind of, we can have closed systems, conceptual closed systems and idealized closed systems in terms of which we try to understand the world. But the world is an open system. So we sometimes for our you know, a, a convenience, uh, we try to uh, kind of close down the parameters and components so that we can study them. What uh, would be hmm. one
0: of these conceptual closed systems?
2: It could be different kinds of things like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, we can uh, get a plant, uh, like uh, we can get, uh, you know, set up an aquarium at our home and try to understand how fishes operate and how water plants do. Uh, But we cannot actually bring the sea back home. So sea is an open system. There are so many parameters in understanding the ocean and fishes in the ocean uh, which are difficult to uh, come to a conclusion about but we can come to conclusions about certain specific things because we have a need for systematization trying to understand the world but we also you have a, at ne- a psychological, psychological level. level yeah we want to understand the so world so it
0: may be a f- it, it may be a feature of human beings as opposed to it being a feature of the world yeah, open closed yeah, business yeah, yeah. so it, it could it's be a,
2: it's a, it's a feature of human beings that we need closure, we need to come to conclusions and get on with our life.
0: We need frames, we need, need
2: frames yeah but the world may not be uh, structured and it may not be possible for us even if the world is structured uh, in a closed way to because we do not have access to all the components and their properties uh, we may not have a grasp of that system at all. But that doesn't mean that we are not we are disconnected from the world.
0: And in a somewhat rigorous way, what makes you say that we don't have a grasp on all the subcomponents? Why so? I mean, one is for again the large world, but in in this toy example or the aquarium, yeah. uh, What makes you say that we don't? Because of the fully uh, understand
2: it. Because of the limitations of our uh, being, of our ways of knowing, and the very fact that we can continue to know because science and all other. Uh, disciplines are all work in progress we cannot say that we have reached a certain conclusion about anything at all so it's all like we think we know better than we did 50 100 200 years back so there, there is a possibility that we might know more of the world in the next thousand years and we may never know it as it is we might know it in the way that we can kind of grasp it And there might be different alternative ways of knowing it. And we might, due to accident, come to certain one way of knowing the world.
0: Shaunak, are you in a different place? Because at least uh, Kalyan and Onirban seem to have some difficulty with this idea of a
3: closed system. Are you okay? I mean, you're a. Well, in my view, I think the system needs to be first defined. Mm -hmm. And then we can ask about its closeness or openness. For example, in this very nice example of a room, of this room. Uh, so we have if that is the system that we are considering Mm -hmm. uh, then yeah so temperature for example there is a interaction with the environment that the room is in Uh, sound perhaps may not be so much it may be more closed with respect to the sound interactions than temperature interactions light may not be so you know light can come into the room
0: again a lot of these things are function of thresholds and what you consider as and so on and so on Then we go to the control side of things
3: right right hmm. Uh, so yeah, so in my view, I think uh, when to move it forward, it will be good to have a more uh, concise definitions of these systems and openness and closeness to have a better handle on uh, like this general question. But in my view, the first thing is to first define the system.
0: Oh, so what is a system? I
3: mean, we can start so with what is p-
0: the, the, the The point is that as far as the world is concerned, there are different objects, there are different yeah. things, there are different organisms. And they seem distinct. At right. least. Let, let, let's let's define all of this from a human perspective, right, which right. is what we can at the most expect to do. Right. Um, and the very fact that there are different things and systems and organisms, we can define one body as a system, right? right? So, it, or a
3: collection of bodies could be a system. Yeah. So I think that's what. So I would say that the question is, in my view, contingent on what is it that we are defining as a system. Mm-hmm. Not a general definition of system, but what is a specific system under consideration?
0: No, I think what I'm trying to get at is what's the problem there. So, if we say that the human body or any any organismal body is a system, is that okay? Is that okay to start? Yeah, yeah,
3: with? yeah, for sure. I mean, you can. Like, what
0: can we not do? Because the definition of a system is not arbitrary, right? Right? No, no, no. What is not permitted? No, all is of these. No way question.
3: I think anything can be defined as a system. But mm-hmm. then to ask whether systems are open or closed, I think they depend on what is it, the system that we are defining it as. So, body can be a system. Mm -hmm. Uh, A population of bodies can also be a system. A cell can be a system. At the same time, the organelles inside a cell can also be systems. Mm -hmm. So, I think systems, there's a pretty wide spectrum of things that can be defined as such. But then once we define a system, then we can talk about whether it is closed, open, uh, more open, more closed, with respect to different things like temperature for the room, maybe a more open it, the system, the room, if you define it as a system, from the point of view of temperature, it could be more open than it is for sound. It may be more closed with respect to sound than for temperature. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think the question is that, and, and you know, one can come at it from the direction of the variable or the okay. parameter. So if one tries to think of the notion of temperature, yeah. in the case of a room or in the case of a human body or yeah. in the case of a cell, or in the case of some subcellular organelle, um, is the notion of temperature different in all of those senses? Like, how is the system, how are all these systems different? Of course, we know they're different in a trivial sense, but from the standpoint of this
3: variable of this parameter. If I would just draw a geometrical, like a sure. closed thing for a system, hmm. uh, then yeah, all of these could be part of the system, mm-hmm. could be different instances, different examples of a system. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, what I was trying to say was that without defining what the system is, I think it's difficult to say whether it is open or closed.
0: Sure. So in, in, in this case, if we define the human body as being a system, right. are we okay so far? Yeah, yeah. Now, now let's say for, the, for a variable, we'll make it slightly more rigorous for a variable like temperature. Yeah. Is the human body
3: closed or open? Uh, so if uh, I am sitting inside an air-conditioned room mm-hmm. where my immediate environment is well-maintained, Mm-hmm. then maybe I can say that from the point of view of temperature, it is a relatively closed kind of a system because there's not much I need to do other than just experience the temperature. Uh, whereas, suppose I was outside... But you
0: know, relatively mm-hmm. open mm-hmm. or relatively... It's, 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 it's a little... I know you're saying partially open, partially closed. Right. So It's not crisp enough and maybe that's how it is. Right.
3: So in my view, I think it'll be difficult to get like an absolute notion of closed and open. Uh, it may be better to define like a degree of openness or a degree of closeness by the amount of interaction that is going on between a system and its environment.
0: Now, for example, the human temperature and, you right. know, obviously there's this whole notion of homeostasis right. and so on, right. Right? right? So, even that temperature is not static. Right. right. It kind of fluctuates yeah. within a yeah. narrow band. Yeah. And there is a way in which uh, the human body is a closed system, but there's yeah. also a way in which it is open and because in the sense that it is interacting with the Right, with the environment. So around. I think
3: maybe I can say that the in environment inside a air-conditioned room is perhaps a more controlled or a more um, static environment than if I was say outside on the road, where there would be much more interaction between uh, the human body and you know trying to maintain the temperature at the homeostatic level. So, mm. Mm. so I think it's also the context uh, in which the system is. Uh, Again, I understand it's not like a very rigorous way of saying it, but I think from an operational point of view, I think this is what um, is my intuitive understanding of openness and closeness.
0: And if we jump to the quantum world, Kalyan, is it, would you say that, and you know, we we ask this question, you know, it's a strict question, the classical world and the quantum world, to the extent that you can, for the purposes of this question, put them as being different. Are they close from each other or do they interact or uh, uh, how isolated are they from each other? The
1: concept of open or closed, I think, is totally independent of classical or quantum. Sure. It is just the way you you, you treat the system is different in the different disciplines. Now, of course, the classical, uh, there is a belief, and probably it is correct, that uh, quantum theory is uh, or classical theory is some kind of an approximation of quantum theory that is quantum theory is valid in rather small uh, domain certain kind of smallness of domain whereas classical theory means
0: spatially at a at uh, small spatially spatial spatial as well as uh, let's energy.
1: say energetically it is actually uh, not small energy but rather a relatively high energy level right the higher the energy space becomes smaller yeah see, energy and space are essentially inversely related so, you will, uh, you will be looking at smaller objects but containing a higher amount of energy for that dimension. Then quantum mechanics kicks into play. Whereas if you have a larger scale objects, they are supposed to be guided by the good old Newtonian classical mechanics. But the concept of openness or closeness is not quite dependent on that. It is the bodies that are making up your point of discussion, those will decide whether quantum mechanics is the right object, right thing to use or classical mechanics is the right thing to use. So that's a kind of a theory, at theoretical level, you have to make the choice about the system. As you said, you have to look at the, first you have to define the system. So if the system makes up a human bodies, for example, let's say you have a large number of human beings stuffed up in a room, okay? So each human being, being rather large, Uh, will obey, probably, uh, to a larger extent, by classical uh, laws. But nevertheless, the concept of temperature or issue of openness or closeness remains the same. It is the bodies constituting the system obey a classical laws of physics or classical laws of motion. But if your bodies are, say, molecules or atoms, then you may have same number of molecules or same number of atoms in the room, but they will follow theoretically the laws of quantum physics.
0: Kalyan, that's fine. I think mechanics. the question is that, if, you know, a little while ago we thought of system as, you know, in the idealized sense, a system can be set to be closed if it doesn't interact with the environment. Okay. And if if one were to go to quantum scales... That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah. At it, quantum it is the scales... Description,
1: description of the interaction, description of the motion... That will be quantum or classical, as the case may be. That choice individual investigator has to make, depending on the energy and the dimension that are involved.
0: The question is that, is there such a thing as a quantum world at those scales? Is that world an isolated world which does not interact with the classical microscopic world?
1: Like, that also is like classical. There is, it is only an idealization that there is such a world. There, in practice to to think of a world which is uh, mathematically closed is not possible there is always an interaction but as an idealization yes as a first approximation yes but otherwise everything is always interacting with the, with the, with the surroundings or environment there is no way that you can completely switch it off but as a first approximation you make that approximation. You think of it as a closed system. Next approximation that we want to improve your model, you start the interaction with the environment and see what happens and go on like that.
0: Yeah, no, I get that, Kalyan. I think, you know, one is the mathematics of it and the other is the reality of it. Now, I understand that the mathematics tries to represent Reality or fiddle with reality or understand reality
1: with a little bit of idealization. With otherwise, of you, idealization. you may not be able to solve the problem exactly.
0: Yeah, but in, in the snap response that I seem to be getting from you is that in in the real sense, in the in the in reality, the quantum world does interact with the macroscopic
1: world. Yes, it does. It has to. It has to. It has to interact with whatever. But how we describe it, that's a different matter. Okay, that's the matter of theory, matter of development of your apparatus, and so on, that how you describe or, or 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 modelize the the interaction, but there there is an interaction that is certainly believed and is true. and how does
0: one know that it's true?
1: Um... because you see, if you if you re- remove the interaction, let's say, even in an idealistic sense, mm-hmm. for example, it is often said that, you cannot raise the temperature of the ocean. Okay, mm-hmm. ocean's temperature, though actually, actual ocean's temperature does rise and fall little bit. The reason is that that if uh, if we take a any terrestrial body,
0: there's something like the equivalent of homeostasis happening at the level of ocean. So it kind of operates within a narrow band of temperatures. Is that what it, you it, mean? It,
1: it it is a very large body. Large. So very large it's body a very yeah. large body. It's a very large body, and also water water has the highest, uh, what is called specific uh, heat. Yeah. So, to raise one degree temperature in water, you need, you to need do much the... more heat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you have a small body, let's say you have a heater or a, which is uh, at a thousand degrees, it doesn't matter how, how many degrees it is. If you make it uh, in in contact, thermal contact with the uh, ocean, ocean will not even know that it is there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there are volcanic eruptions happening inside the right, ocean all right, the time. Right, right, yeah. so, we don't even know it because be its temperature
1: up. will not rise by even one uh, millionth of a degree.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because that energy which is coming from a, from a thermal body of 1000 degrees, though it is 1000 degree, but the heat content, heat energy is really too small yeah. for the largeness of the ocean. The amount of heat energy that is needed to raise the temperature of ocean by one degree Will probably needing uh, energy from the sun or something to that order of magnitude of energy will be needed. So that's what, to some extent, gives you the dimensional difference between what could be closed, what could be open.
0: So does it have to do with the notion of scale, size, to some extent, yes, but not always. Of,
1: but some no, extent, infinite yes. Finite
0: scale. Infinity. Right. I mean, the
1: largeness of ocean. Ocean is a very good reservoir, or environment it models the environment
0: how can one bring in this notion of infinity Kalyan as as one thinks ocean is
1: an infinity in some sense it is an approximation of infinity if you like Mm -hmm. because if you are giving any finite amount of energy to the ocean Mm -hmm. divide by infinite heat capacity of the ocean will give you zero sure that's what is happening again it is an idealistic statement its temperature will rise but probably by millionth of degree sure if you could measure it, it will show something. So,
0: in this case, you would say that the ocean is an approximation of a closed system.
1: No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Ocean is an approximation of an infinite system. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm extending
0: <laughs> it further from there. Now, ocean is not closed because if it was closed, it would not. You would not be able to interact with it at all. Yeah, right. But you're I'm
1: able not, to. But you're not able to impact it. That much. I'm not able to impact. It. The, the The effect is not discernible, or it is so small.
2: Yeah, but uh, that that doesn't kind of amount to saying that it doesn't have an impact so there is an interaction with things happening which you know you can have an impact but the impact may not be uh, measurable or unless it's really yeah noticeable that can
3: happen so if I may try to extend the example or try to do it so if sure. I take a drop of uh, or a spoon of water outside the ocean mm-hmm. not going to significantly impact the amount of uh, water that there is in the ocean whereas if I do the same thing if I remove a spoon of water from let's say a small cup yeah, there is a larger impact. No one, I, uh, yeah, I mean, to the are, quantity of water uh, there is.
0: Absolutely, I mean these are truisms in some sense. I think we are trying to link these ideas and some of these intuitions with so, the whole uh, business of open and
1: closed. Uh, right, right. So what I was trying- the same energy that 1000 degree uh, rod let's say heated to 1000 if I put it in this thing
0: you can't you can't it, heat the ocean up with an immersion rod I that's think what, what
3: I mean but the point was that uh, so the interaction strength mm-hmm. I think is what is different in the two cases so for a very large size of ocean the large sized ocean the interactions have very minimal effect on its uh, you know state of being whereas for a smaller size water cup the interactions are making a much larger change in the behavior. So I think in this whole idea of closeness and openness, I think somewhere what is the interaction between the system and the environment comes into play. And if the interactions are very minimal to, so as to not change the state of the system, we would call it more a closed system. So enough.
0: would you carry this notion of largeness to, let's say, this example of a human body? And all right, this so this I essence. would.
3: So for example, let's so the say... The
0: fact that we have we have multicellular organisms and we have so many different cells and well, so many different I, I,
3: subsystems. At the cellular level, let's say you have one single cell, mm-hmm. right? And it is in like an ocean of chemical molecules. If it ingests one chemical molecule, mm-hmm. that doesn't change so much the concentration of the chemicals in its environment. Mm-hmm. Whereas if there were very few chemicals in the environment, then mm-hmm. if it ingested one Uh, molecule, that would cause a significant change in the concentration of the chemicals in the environment. So again, I think what I'm trying to say is that the, uh, how much is the uh, strength of the interaction, I think that comes up as a sort of a key indicator of the extent of closeness or openness in our uh, representation.
2: So, um, if we can kind of drag this into the social sphere, and uh, like sometimes we are kind of, you know, uh, we are told that the the huge system of things going around in our social, political life. And uh, when we try to protest, uh, then we are told that uh, what would your little protest do, you know? Would it at all have an impact on anything at all? Yeah. And then we, you know, people who do keep protesting uh, usually believe that... uh, that person's protest would be joined uh, together by other people similarly feeling or everything, every small thing can have an impact in the end.
0: Yeah, and you do not does, know what
2: it will add up to.
0: How does one know that it's not the equivalent of trying to boil the ocean?
2: Yeah, it, it is. But one doesn't know, like, you know, if you start doing little changes, uh, when uh, something will add on to something else. Um, because uh, it's difficult to fathom the impact of little things that you do sometimes?
1: Well, in the case of humans, of course, it is unpredictable. That is absolutely clear. That's a very good example, I should say. But on the other hand, for the case of ocean, it is predictable. That's the difference. That, you know, you know how much heat energy you have at your disposal, how much you are transferring to the ocean. You have an idea of the volume or the mass of the ocean. And you see, you can calculate that temperature rise due to that transfer of that much of heat energy. It is calculable. Yeah. Whereas for the human model, that unfortunately, I, as far as I know, so far it is not calculable that if I put a certain amount of stimulus, you are putting a stimulus, yeah. okay? How much response will it generate in a human mass I don't think there is any predictability in it. You cannot predict. That's why you are saying that it may blow up into a massive revolution, yeah, or it may go into a whimper, yeah. Uh, both are possible. possible.
0: How does one, um, you know, one has to just have hope about yeah, these yeah, things? Yeah. But and like, you know. uh, I would like to
2: go back to the story of this. Uh, uh, I think uh, the film was also made about someone who kind of made a road through a mountain sure yeah to for uh, connecting his village to a uh, to a hospital so people think that it's kind of a stupid act initially to build a road through a mountain but that person kind of persisted for several years and ultimately got something done so even in the physical sphere Sometimes we feel like one spoon out of an ocean is not going to have a lot of impact. But
0: the cumulative amount of cumulative, effort is the same. Yeah.
2: You know, a lot I mean, of other people might start start feeling that way. Or, no, but
0: the cumulative amount of amount of effort is the same. So if you need to cut one fourth hmm. of a mountain, yeah. you need to cut one fourth of a mountain. And it doesn't matter how energized you are, you need to spend the same amount of energy. So you could have done it in like two weeks with complex machinery and so on, or you do it in forty years with a shovel. So <laughs> the no, but I'm saying like
2: it's just as in the human sphere of how uh, an action is going to impact psychologically, socially, the bigger thing. Even in uh, in in the world, we actually though we might think that we are sure about the impact that it is having, but we are not sure actually totally about the impact that it may have. Like we know we are we can now only measure in terms of the heat generated by that thing, but there might be other changes that it's being you know, uh, leading to.
3: Right, I think here one has to consider also the uh, impact of the interaction dynamics. Mm-hmm. What I mean is that uh, like things like lasers, for example. Right. So, light amplification by stimulated emission of, re- uh, of radiation. Right. So, it is kind of a positive feedback sort of a system where you have one interaction which then allows, which propagates. So, that interaction causes more interactions and then the whole effect sort of blows up. Or epidemics, for example. So, these are... Places where you may have dynamics which we may consider as non-linear, which sort of act upon themselves, so right. that at the so basically some le-
0: kind of a feedback back into itself. I mean, right. the output becomes the input, uh, and so right. on. Right.
3: But I think in this case, it's more that the ocean water taking example or the heating example is not so much. We are not so much interested in interaction dynamics, but in this kind of human interactions, human or examples. Yeah. There are much more dynamics which mm. may play a role so and when you
0: say dynamics what do you mean you
3: dynamics meaning that it's like this thing about epidemics okay so there is
1: but the laws are not known that yeah, is the problem yeah, yeah. Uh, right so I mean, is it a rudimentary level of development definitely. if at all there is a law yeah. one doesn't know right, right. maybe there is maybe there isn't
3: I agree I agree I think maybe rather than the word law I can mention like a model of these mm-hmm. interactions which may be there uh, just like Ohm's law is not a law so much as like a model for how voltage and current Well it current is an observation
1: it is an experimental an observation, observation. Right, observation. Right, right. it but, is but, valid up to a certain point Right yes
3: absolutely so it is like um, at least from my point of view I consider it more as a model uh, you know there are many systems which have nonlinear linear resistances right, as opposed That's right
1: to a is it, it, is a, it is an approximation right. of the
3: Actual law. Absolutely, absolutely. But my point is that whether it is a law or a model, I think it is the dynamics of the interaction which may also say whether little, little things add up, small perturbations give large excursions in the microscopic behavior or whether it is something like small excursions give small, uh, you know, microscopic observations. How does one
0: know which system is which?
3: Uh, I don't think, uh, well, one answer to this... Are are, are
0: there there motives, are
3: there features?
0: Is there a way to say that these kind of systems are likely to be of so this kind one so answer
3: on. is that there are uh, you know one never knows on the other hand there so that's are not
0: satisfactory you know that i,
3: mean, well, I think it depends it on it may be the
0: truth but it's uh, not at all uh, satisfactory. it depends
3: on the audience again you know it's not like a close <laughs> statement that i'm making but my point is that uh, you know in there are some situations where thinking about it along these lines and I think from a systems theory point of view positive feedback you know where you have positive feedback that is something which uh, you can Think about as where you may uh, think that these these uh, small behaviors, small noises, may be amplified to a larger extent. And uh, lasers, I think, is one example where one talks about you know you know little by little the thing gets amplified and uh, the light is produced uh, inside cells. There are many systems where you know you think of positive feedback mm-hmm. that uh, uh, let's say you have. A pro- and
0: for what sorts of processes are these? Are these? Are these? Or homeostasis like processes? Uh, In a sense,
3: these are sort of the opposite of homeostasis because in homeostasis, you would want to maintain a
0: certain.
3: Yeah, whereas here you would want to sort of explode one way or the other. Loosely speaking, not so much. uh, And I think we can think of examples in like behavioral theory, uh, but the ones that I'm more familiar with is in biology. So, for example, you have. What what sorts of phenomena? So, for example, if you have a a protein uh, Mm -hmm. which is. Producing its own expression
0: mm-hmm.
3: positively. Mm-hmm. So, if initially there was no protein, mm-hmm. then there would be nothing to produce itself. Right. But if by chance, through some interaction or through some mechanism, a small amount of the protein got produced, mm-hmm. then it would produce itself, which would again produce itself.
0: So that self-replication of some sort kind. of
3: self-replication. Yeah. So that is kind of self, uh, very similar mathematically, one might say, identical to self-replication. But this idea of uh, positive feedback is a way of amplifying small perturbations into a larger effect so i just these are examples of something sort of intermediary between the human things where even though we may have models they may be much less validated as opposed to things like you know ocean dynamics
1: temperature no, ocean, ocean you see that is not no dynamics Right, right. It is a completely course. static body. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we are assuming that ocean is at completely still. Absolutely, absolutely. That's true. So that was and my And that's
0: main, a decent enough approximation, right? Yeah, completely absolutely.
1: still, and you put a immersion rod in it. Ocean would <laughs> yes. not even turn around. <laughs> absolutely, It <laughs> don't even know. Absolutely. Put, so, but what you are talking about is there is a nonlinearity is yes, an important part of that the dynamics. Uh, what are the dynamics? Yeah, yes. So that
3: was my, my main submission about the dynamics sometimes being important in uh, so, what uh, behavior oh. one sees.
2: Now we have come to a point where we are talking about a closed system, as which is kind of uh, not that impacted by the environment, mm. uh, like an ocean or something. Uh, so this is actually a closed system which is, in a sense, open to minor uh, kind of interaction, which does not change the character of that system. So we can think of this in terms of the migration policy of different countries. So they allow, uh, you know, some people into the country hoping that these people are not going to impact whatever thing they think is the is the culture of that place or the sure of the place and uh, and they think if it's like when we think of an open society or open kind of country then we think of everyone in a sense is uh, can be accommodated so a closed system over here is kind of we are getting to which is uh, which there's an environment out there uh, the system interacts, uh, but the environment is not strong enough to change its character. Uh, but can there be such a system at all? Because over time, the little percolations would end up changing or giving a new shape, which might be a better one as well, or or not a evaluative term as, at all, or a different kind of a system. So, the closed, no more remains closed at all.
1: Well, for the example of the ocean, Yeah, you see, because we put an immersion rod, that is too little energy. That's yeah. why nothing is happening. But if you have atom bomb exploding there. As the immersion rod, it will suddenly disturb the yeah. ocean yeah. Yeah. considerably. Yeah.
0: If all of a sudden there was to be another sun, it would definitely increase the temperature. Yeah. Of, yes, it, uh, will, yeah. it
1: will change everything of the ocean. Yeah. It is a question of amount of amount energy of, you, are, you yeah. have at your disposal.
0: Are there, are there, so at least in the, in the, let's say in the, is it fair to say that all living systems are open or partially open? Is it is it is it is it the feature of living systems to be open because eventually you're in an environment. So when we
3: talk about living systems, hmm. the, the word living or the life part of it, what do we mean by that?
0: It's the it's the layman meaning. It's the it's the meaning that of course there is the cusp area and things could be living and non-living and so
3: on. So living mean like the, there is a heart and it be, and it beats no, something. No out, no, no no. Live, li, living living, at
0: living the in the cell stage. Okay. Living in the most expansive sense. Living in the biological sense.
3: So like a single cell organism is living. What does it need
1: to live? It needs food. It needs first and it foremost.
0: It needs interaction with the environment. It needs, right, needs some kind of so nutrients if we need, or whatever.
3: So, if you think of it as needing some food which is not self produced, then there has to be some interaction.
0: Sure. So, within the living, multicellular living organisms, are there instances of inactive or closed subsystems
3: or organelles or things of that sort? Well, one can think about viruses which go into some kind of hibernation inside other others.
0: Mm-hmm. So, when they're in that state, would it be fair to say that they're closed?
3: Right, but then. With, with we some may, very then, high threshold. Is virus set. living? Is it virus living? So is then virus that becomes, living? That is the question. That becomes the question. We call I don't that know. living. I don't know the answer. So, I think uh, if, if, as we were just previously discussing, if by living the thing which comes to mind is that it needs food, so then there has to be some interaction with the thing with the environment
0: no I think the the question of whether or not something is living or non-living at least for this discussion is not the most fun question okay. let's say <laughs> if we go to the whole notion of this virus and if it is whatever it might be uh, whether it's right, like, living or non-living doesn't matter if if it's inactive is it fair to say that a virus is a closed system at least for a part of its whatever life might mean or whatever yeah I think uh, like how in, how does something like a virus maintain its inactive state and then you know the very fact that you can go from inactive to active right means that there's a switch of sorts and something triggers right it. and the very fact that inactive means that you're something close to the idea of closed as as, as we're thinking about it how right. does that work at the so level viruses, of mechanisms uh, so
3: maybe if i can switch from viruses to maybe spores which sure. is sort of another sort of example yeah. because viruses as you rightly sure. said you know, there are other questions involved but spores for example again are inactive for the most part mm-hmm. except for a small subset of environmental factors which cause them to germinate
0: mm-hmm. right
3: and those could be which i mean i think recent research is trying to point out that these are mechanosensitive so in some places where you know they experience some stress the cell wall sort of breaks open from the spore enclosure and then they uh, move ahead I think, yeah, I would say for, we could, we could think of them as being closed for, you know, most stimuli except for a certain set of stimuli which sort of then caused them to be open. I don't know if that <laughs> makes sense. But definitely, again, it's a matter of degree to my mind because the cell which made the spore, that is relatively more open because it is, you know, uh, in the environment that it is in, it is growing, dividing, doing all kinds of things the spore is sort of relatively inert uh, and then only doing things when it is faced so the spore environment. is an
0: agglomeration of many cells
3: uh, no, it could be that it could be many cells or it could also be a single cell uh, so the bacteria but the cell
0: itself is living right
3: right but it is in a sense if you think of removing all the water from its body mm-hmm. and just so that it can preserve itself for longer time I think that is the basic idea of a spore Longer lasting.
1: You mean you remove the water?
3: Uh, it removes its, its own water. Oh, I there see. are natural okay, processes okay. of sporulation. Uh, I think the general idea is that when you, you have sufficient nutrients, then you can grow, divide, multiply, run for food, do many things, uh, make biofilms. But uh, when the environment is challenging, then to preserve the genetic material, you may want to, you know, just the cell decides. And this is a decision which People think is made at the cellular subcellular level that it can become a spore with the advantage that it can withstand high temperatures, extreme conditions, uh, till favorable conditions are there.
0: Yeah, so that's again some kind of a lockout against the environment until yeah.
3: So if that is a system, which I agree with, one can characterize as a system. There would be no uh, reason to not call it a system. Absolutely, and so if we can call that a system, then uh, the. Again, it's a question of degree. So, it is relatively... I would not say it's absolutely closed because then it would never germinate. It has to have some window, however small there is, to say okay. And interestingly... So, uh, there's, some, there's
0: some switch or something
3: up there. Right. Some mechanical switch. It detects moisture. You know, something. Uh, interestingly, those pores which cannot generate cells, they are called unviable. So, they are mm-hmm. like viable spores. So, viable being close to living as a word means that you're still ascribing some life to it however small sure so again it's sort of I know it's not satisfactory but maybe some degree of openness or closeness uh, is the
0: and if we if we think of a lot of this from a totally philosophical lens yeah on Irban, um, and obviously there is centuries of debate about reductionism and holism and yeah. things of that sort what what is the cutting edge on that now like is there is there is there ever an end to questions of this sort of how close or open the world is, how close or open you know the the physical world is not, not not just the metaphysical world yeah um and where are we today on on that question? so these are
2: questions which are kind of difficult to resolve, but mm-hmm. uh, these are questions at the back of uh, all our uh, you know efforts to understand our place in the world. Uh, so, like atomists would lay emphasis on the components, the elements, which make up the system. And they would try to understand the system starting from what they understand to be the atom or the element. And the holist would lay more uh, emphasis on the interaction and the whole. Yeah. In terms of which we'll, they will try to understand the, uh, the atoms or the mi- minute particles or whatever elements that may be. So, systems can be of different sorts. So, language is a system. There could be social, political systems. And there could be the physical system around us. So these are, uh, we can say, independently of us. And yet they are there as, a, as our conceptualization of those things. And uh, if we think of uh, language as a system, or there could be different systems, different language systems are there, different political systems, different ethical systems. Um, so, and we might be, we might be actually the components of that system. So we might be participants. What do you mean
0: by that? Well,
2: you mean us as people? Us as people. So the components of a system may be uh, in atoms and physical things uh, and they might be human beings or living beings. living. And as human beings, we might be part of a political system. So we might be interacting with other human beings and uh, it's through our interaction as human beings that the political system takes shape and uh, might change over time. Yeah, there might be knowledge systems, um, so the way we understand the world, ourselves, th- there could be several knowledge systems. And over here also, it's not independent of us. It's, uh, we are also like our ways of knowing, in a sense, creates that system. Uh, so, so it's the understanding of what constitutes a system also would vary regarding what kind of system we are talking about. Uh, I think
0: the question at many levels is whether atoms exist, right? In all of these yeah. systems, whether atoms exist or atoms yeah. are derived from the whole or yeah. the whole is some kind of an agglomeration of the system. Yeah. Now, at least in in, in in that same question that I was posing to you a while ago, Kalyan, of this quantum world, whether does it interact with the macro and so on,
1: what would your instinct on this? be? Do atoms well, exist? Uh, are I'm not fully up on it, but what I'm told that o- these o- days you can take a picture of an atom. I mean, we have reached a stage, now we can actually... So when
0: I say atom, I don't mean atom-atom. I mean atom as a proxy for some kind of a fundamental irreducible unit. Now. Yeah, that's
1: what I mean. A physical atom. By When I say atom, I mean a physical atom. These days, you can take picture of many atoms. And, uh, uh, well, to that extent, it is as real as it could be. To that extent.
0: But and the picture of this atom that... Can be taken now. We know is reducible. It, it it has subcomponents and so on. So,
1: no, I mean I don't think you can take you get picture of an electron, but you can take a picture of an atom, and uh, uh, I mean it is a, a very commonplace now. As you said, the the laser the, the laser technology has improved so much uh, that has made this possible, and uh, if the point is that the. Even in the case of, you know, quantum systems, the way people understood it in about, I don't know, 70 years back, and uh, that actually the quantum systems, also there is a vast part is completely empty, like our universe. Mm. The actual, if you could call it matter, I don't know that word should be used or not, because we are actually uh, looking at a level or scale where, uh, yeah sure, There is Even no the matter, atom is mostly really. empty. Oops. Yeah. M- mostly empty, atom is mostly empty. So if you ask, then uh, it is like the universe, is uh, uh, our universe, which is in a sense also mostly empty, but at the same time mostly full, because it depends on wh- where you are looking at it. You know that d- uh, density can be uh, quite uh, different in different parts of the universe. Similarly, the, in the atom also, it could be the, If you are looking at the core or the nucleus, as it is called, it is quite heavy and quite dense. Okay, but other than that, it is mostly empty. Sure. So, so it sort of depends on where you are actually looking or want to look at. So, question is: Is atom itself? One can ask: Is atom itself a closed system, or is it open? You have gone to the really micro micro level. They are also Again, the like question
0: that. would be that can you perturb an atom and if you can from the course, outside, then it's, it's,
1: mm. it's open. You can also perturb it. No. If, that if you can that, but impact from the outside, then it's open. I mean, you can make it isolated. You can make it isolated if you so wish. But a natural atom often will interact, of course. It will be in constant interaction with each other to make up a molecule or molecule making up a bigger body and sure. so on and so forth. and uh, But if you isolate it enough and it is possible to isolate it quite efficiently and uh, then to that de- degree of efficiency it is it is uh, closed or isolated. I would rather use the word isolated than closed. If you we,
0: if we switch tracks a little bit and think of uh, you know phase transitions, for example, uh, can they be made to happen? And I, I know we've been saying in different ways and from many, many different angles that maybe there is no such thing as a closed system, even if they're very difficult to perturb or even if it's something like an ocean. Is it possible to effect phase transition in, in closed systems? Is it possible to, just as it's possible to not heat up the ocean, it should be impossible to freeze the ocean, right? It should be impossible equally to... Equally impossible, Equally yes. impossible. It's, they're, they're more difficult. Um, well, this, these things are not impossible, like... It's only that these these
2: things haven't happened. It could be there could be a planet which is like the ocean is frozen, like our Earth could turn into a frozen, you know, have a frozen ocean in.
0: Sure, sure. In so 10, these are so when one says impossibility, one doesn't mean it in that sense. Yeah. One, yeah. I mean, of course, it's just a function of. So what no, kind no, of I, systems? What I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, he meant or i meant yeah, yeah. is that if for example in mars it is yeah. believed yeah. that uh, though there is very little water on the surface yeah. but some people believe that it is there is water underground mm-hmm. okay all frozen now the reason why is it frozen if it is true then there must be a massive amount of water in in mars then you see it is frozen because it is so far away from uh, sun okay it, it it did not get any chance to form Water as as we know it, uh, it depends on the ambient temperature that is there in in the yeah. planet. Okay, for, for example, if you go farther off, there is no issue of no question of having water there.
0: No, that's fine. Anyway, that's not the central thing that we're discussing. Here. The question is when can phase transitions be made to happen? Can phase transitions happen in closed systems?
1: Well, I mean, when you say phase transition, that means you say, uh, you are changing state from one state to another. You are doing something to the system, so it cannot happen. Namely, you are cooling, say, water, you are making it into ice, so you are cooling it. Cooling means you are extracting heat energy from that body of water. So, you are extracting heat energy at a certain temperature, it ceases to remain fluid, it becomes solid, okay? Okay. And that is a, called a change of phase. It goes from a s- liquid state to a solid state. Question is, at a certain temperature, it happens until the what is uh, sort of was observed again more than hundred years back that during the process of freezing, the temperature doesn't change during the process of freezing. Yes, or the t- change of phase. Mm-hmm. The ch- temperature of the body, uh, however much you cool it, it does not change till it completes freezing. Mm-hmm. Then it starts again going down in temperature. You know, becomes harder and harder ice as you cool it more and more, and uh, so that is one uh, one uh, instance of a change of phase. Okay, so outside uh, body is needed.
0: What is in that? That's kind of interesting, right? So while the process of freezing is on, the temperature doesn't change. Right,
1: because the energy that you are extracting. That goes on freezing the body. That's all. not. So the temperature doesn't change because it is. You are doing work sure. to make it freeze. So all the energy that you are extracting goes into freezing the freezing. whole mass of it's the body. Entirely. Till entirely the whole mass is frozen, that job is not over. And after the whole mass is frozen, then it starts getting lower and lower temperature again as you extract the energy from it. So that is the phase change, and obviously from this it is clear that it could not, it is not a closed system really because you have to extract energy from it to cool it down so that it undergoes a change of phase.
0: Interesting, you know we've discussed a lot about the physical world and a little bit about the living world. What kind of spaces do ideas and concepts inhabit, on Irban? Um Metaphysically, of course, and because we're eventually discussing, yeah. Uh, and And I know you mentioned that there are different kinds of systems and you alluded mm. to knowledge systems and so on. yeah, can can one think of this closed open business in that context? And you know what kind what what would Wittgenstein say to a question like this? what what kind of spaces do ideas inhabit? How closed or open are they? Is it possible for ideas to be closed? How do they interact with each other? Do they interact with each other? Are there certain kinds of ideas that are closed and so on?
2: Yeah, so ideas, uh, when we like generally talk about ideas is actually, we are talking about certain beliefs and uh, usually a system of beliefs. And a system I also
0: mean concepts. concepts, I also yeah. mean theories, is
2: language an idea? Beliefs. Sorry, Is
3: language an idea?
2: Language is not an idea, but language is a carrier of ideas. Uh, we can express ideas with the help of language, we can formulate ideas with the help of language. But language itself, when we learn a language or pick up a language, we might, uh, in picking up words, uh, pick up concepts and pick up ideas through those concepts. So, uh, so, uh, so we pick up language, we pick up ideas through them, and uh, in the community that we kind of grow up in, we uh, we are uh, we imbibe a certain worldview, certain uh, set of beliefs about things and about ourselves from the language and through the language. And uh, but so this could be taken as a system of beliefs, system of concepts which are connected together. Now, uh, is this a closed system? Uh, No, because there could be other ways of thinking about the world and other languages, other people, other communities may have those ways of thinking. And we invariably kind of uh, uh, connect with them sometimes. We sometimes misunderstand them, sometimes understand them, sometimes, but at least there is an interaction between several conceptual uh, systems. And even within a conceptual system, all people within a community do not understand all the words uh, in a similar fashion. There might be different purposes. Again, it's
0: not so much about language, it's about ideas. Per se, no. Maybe there's no such thing as ideas per se. They're always embodied in something or the other. They live yeah. within language, or they live within something or the other. Um, that that's fair enough, and so the, the, it's not kind of it's not
2: closed. That if, if the world of concepts in terms of which we understand our world and ourselves, it's not closed. Uh, however uh, we might want to keep it closed, or however, we may want other people in our community to uh, to be closed within the set of concepts that we think is right for them. Uh, still, there is always a fear <laughs> in people that uh, other concepts and ideas from other places or even within that community would develop and uh, break them them down.
0: What is closed? It doesn't look like anything is closed. Everything is interacting with each other. Yeah, yeah, like I, what, what is closed in the world? Like is the past closed? The past, like, can, yeah. The can past we access is... the past? No, of course we can access it in a trivial sense, but you know, you can access it only if it is in the present. Like what is closed? I mean it looks like all kinds of system, metaphysical, physical, um, biological, all kinds of systems are open and they're interacting with each other in time is, yeah. at least in you know, a somewhat flippant sense would it be said to say, say that the past is closed it's closed out, it's done, it's behind
2: past is like uh, in a sense it's done with but it's also increasing every minute at a time, every second at a time so everything, you know, we have more of past uh, and we don't know where it ends, the past like as an infinite it's when it started all of that so, uh, in that sense, it's, not, it's difficult to close it down. And then again, there is the problem of our knowledge of the past, which might be uh, increasing, decreasing, changing.
0: So, that changes our conception of the past, No, yeah. obviously in a real sense it doesn't change the past. The past
2: is, in a sense, growing because as we are kind of moving forward, it also links to our ideas of time uh, and uh, how to understand time uh, metaphysically in order to understand our past, uh, whether time is, you know, linear, moving back all the way, or is it circular, or different conceptions of time is there also. But uh, in a strict sense, we could say, okay, what is done is done, and we can't change, so in a sense, what is done, it's closed. You know? uh, but uh, in that sense, many things might be closed. You know, in a real sense, a lot of things might be closed the such as what everything that is there in the world or certain things you know even uh, but our knowledge of everything is partial so our our way of catching them is always open or at, at least it should be open otherwise it would lead to some kind of dogmatism
0: is there anything closed at all shawnak
3: Right. So I think mm. in thinking about this, so as you rightly said, you said, okay, nothing is really closed. But I think the utility of the word closed or the concept closed is not so much in saying that, okay, this system is closed, but in something like infinity in the sense that, okay, there is an idealization that it is closed. And because as we have seen, different things can be open to different uh, extents, degrees. Yeah. Extents. And so I think if we extrapolate and say something which is, uh, not open or open to the least extent possible, or lesser than lesser extent. Maybe that is sort of the idealization of closed. So even though nothing is closed, doesn't really mean that that it is It can be a, tending in
0: that direction. It there can could be, be limit maybe, behavior. Yeah, yeah. Maybe something.
3: that's one way to think about it. Yeah.
0: And would would you would you have some kind of a physical or a biological system in mind which kind uh, of just approximates any of, that? We discussed any, some spores. Any of these
3: examples, like spores, or um, you know these. Um, ocean, removing drops of water from the ocean. I mean, in the sense that these are examples which say that, okay, this is uh, relatively more open or the interaction is stronger or weaker. I think uh, these are sort of examples.
1: uh, For example, this room, the example we started with almost, this room is closed or almost closed as far as sound interaction is concerned. We are not able to communicate with the outside sound-wise. So whether something is closed But even
0: or, that is like truly, truly approximate. Of course. Now the question yeah. is that, is it possible to create a
1: truly closed
0: room with no sound whatsoever, not just to Conceptually,
1: yes. But physically, may not be so. There will always be a little bit of thing going through. Okay. It is an idealized thing, as you said. It is a limiting thing, as you said, in some sense. Uh, but uh, it may not really be there in, in reality. It, but more importantly, in my view, it helps any theoretician of any variety, even philosophers, I would say, not just physicists, to have that idealization.
0: Yeah,
2: because definitely.
1: that is something very useful because that allows you to simplify the system. The whole system with all interactions is far too complex to attack right in the beginning. So you break up the complex system into bits and pieces of idealized, less complex system. Mm-hmm. You try to understand that first and then as a next step, you go to the more complex system when you open the world and let them interact. Okay? That is the next complex system, which you try to attack. So these are various steps of way of modelizing the system so the closed system is an idealization and simplification which allows you to handle the problem to a partial degree before you launch onto onto the main problem
0: and i know we started with this a little bit and we'll maybe try to end with this that the 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 geometer in you and the the topologist in you to the extent that you know you have that kind of a conception of the world how do you think the world is? Is it, does it loop into itself? Does it curve into itself? No, again, going back to the big world, I think the ocean is still a small part of it.
1: The real world is something which you have to do, uh, actually observe. okay? But a mathematician's but it, world is something else. It is in his uh, mind and he creates all kinds of things which may not be realized in reality. Okay, so as you said, the, there are objects. But are that,
0: there are they truly closed mathematical subsystems which just
1: don't interact with the others at all which 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 are just no that again at the at the risk of repeating myself I mean that's an again idealization sure there probably is, is no such actual thing in, in reality but it is a simplification it helps in building models otherwise you will be completely lost in a far too complex a uh, setup so uh, like Feynman said that I mean uh, it, the, one of the biggest art that uh, scientists or in particular he, he thought of physicists have is how to break up a complex system into a collection of simpler subsystems. Hmm. That is the biggest art that you, you learn or you have to learn because if you To decide
0: what to ignore and
1: what to Yes, what, exactly. What, what to and that, to. And that that is something one, one, one has to learn and uh, if you if you do it right way and th- there can be many ways of breaking up a complex big system into many subsystems There is no golden path. But can
0: all all systems be broken into subsystems?
1: No, not necessarily. No,
0: because there is such a thing
1: as emergence. There is such a thing as… You see, you have to, when you say break up, that means certain part, the the interaction cannot be too strong. If the interaction is too strong, then this breaking up is not going to work.
0: Yeah, because you break the system. Yes.
1: So you will have to see, and in every context you have to do the idealization. Idealization will differ from one system to another. And you have to have sufficient information about the system to be able to do it successfully.
0: Perfect. I think that's a good note to end this on. Thanks to all of you for making it, and we look forward to having you soon again. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you.